Two wrestling is hard. Where every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Email us questions and complaints or complaints at wrestling is hard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. Brandon. Hi. Hello. Brandon, you didn't, you didn't join on? us for the for the event this weekend. What happened? You had something going on? What's up? Yeah, I was stuck out in the burbs for the weekend. Bartow, Pennsylvania. So we were hosting. There was a, a graduation party for one of Sydney's cousins that went uh, longer than expected. And then I looked at my phone and I had a uh, long text message to the group chats explaining that I wasn't going. And then I just uh, was sitting there without the send button. So I apologize. It's pretty rude to, to just no call, no show like that. But that's what happened. Apologies to Chris, not me. I didn't notice. Chris, are you, do you accept the apology? Uh, my internet's not working. Some lunatic with a 4 by 4 ripped the cable out driving across the back of my... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Driving across the back of my dunes. You want to hear that yeah, story? Listen to the last episode. Why does he apologize? I don't give a shit. Just remember, if nobody came, I wouldn't invite you anyway. So always remember that. If it was just you and I, you wouldn't have been invited. Yes. Uh, Chris, you're back from vacation. Let's hear some stories. Yes. You rip up any dunes? Nah, no dunes ripping. I walked through some dunes, but no dunes ripping. Um, no, nah, had a good time. Drove down to uh, Charleston, South Carolina for a few days. Um, yeah, I, you know, ate some food. Looked at some kind of weird racist people. Uh, a lot of a lot of 60-year-old dudes drunk, trying to look not drunk at 11 a.m., you know, that, like, you know, assholes puckered tight because they're, like, oh, I trying to walk in a straight line. You know, we uh, we left. What did we leave? We left we left Monday. And, uh, yeah, we did it all in one day. It was, uh, got a little um, antsy in the last couple hours. Yeah, it does it. But, you know, I mean, I drove I drove probably about, it took us about 12, 13 hours. We had, we had to get a little bit of a detour because there was traffic on 95. And we drove down. Excuse me, through Delmarva, mm-hmm. so Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia, and the peninsula, and that is like five hours long, and there's it's the easiest drive ever. And then you get to the other side in the Virginia Beach, and you start getting on 95, and it's just like, oh, this sucks. But um, yeah. So, and when we got taken on 95, we drove through like rural South Carolina. I don't know if it was, I think it was South Carolina at this point. And um, it's everything you'd think it'd be. Give me Not some really, examples. Here. To our listeners in South Carolina, pretty, we're talking about you. Go ahead. Very shacky. Very, a lot of war, like, like, it's like, you know, like, I don't know how to explain it. Just very rural. And then you come up on a house and the house is like barely alive. It's barely together, you know, and uh, broken down cars in the front and stuff like that. I mean, it was really like what you'd expect to see. But uh, Charleston was fun. A lot of really good food. Shout out to Leon's in Charleston. We went there twice. Fucking place was fantastic. Um and uh was that the well, oyster shack? Yeah, that's the oyster place. It's like a converted um service station. And a friend of mine had recommended it, so we went there. We went there for lunch our first day there and then we went for dinner. I was like, We're going back for dinner because uh I didn't eat enough of this shit. So we went back. Um every all the men down there seemed to be a little um uh, glazed. They have a bit of a glaze to them. Their eyes are a little glazed. They're very like Hey, how you doing? <laughs> and I run into people like this at work sometimes, bartending, and I'm always like, "What the fuck's wrong with this guy?" No, well, he's from probably from North or South Carolina. Cirrhosis. It's cirrhosis. 
Yeah, it's cirrhosis kicking in. So, um, and a lot of, like I said, a lot of, uh, you know, monuments to uh, men who defended the Confederacy. <laughs> God. That's fucking strange. You don't think, like, all right, so when we went through that whole, you know, they were tearing down, wanted statues t- torn down. And I told people, I said, you know, I don't, I, well, I don't even want to get into that. But I was just like, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, I guess they're doing this thing. And until you see it, like in person, and you're like, yeah, this really exists. <laughs> what the? F- this isn't just something happening on my TV right now. I mean, this shit is fucking real. You know, like you could see Fort Sumter, and then there's a monument to the people that laid fucking siege to it and <laughs> killed, killed, and and your state is part of that country that you were trying to eliminate. Things were better back then, Chris. You don't understand. Fucking weird, man. It's fucking. So I can't. So yeah, and then we came home, and uh, one more. Uh, I think we woke. I woke up on the last day, and uh, when we were driving out, I believe it was. Could have been the day before that, but one of the last days, we we're getting ready to leave, and I woke up and I look at my phone, and we're one step closer to uh, the collapse of American society as we know it. So it's you know, it's it was a wonderful time to go on vacation. It's good times. Yeah, but we had a good time. Ate a lot. Um, a lot of uh, well, I don't drink, but you know, there's plenty of places to go drinking. Apparently, it is the wedding and bachelorette capital of the United States of America. Really? So there's a lot. Not yeah, so, Nashville? No, Nashville. I, this is what I was told when I was down there. Maybe it is Nashville yeah, now. We're the, but, <laughs> number one, <laughs> number one. This we're the number one. That we're the best city. America. They're my, telling you everything. My, my friends always like to dispute history down there. So. Yeah, 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 exactly. We so won. One of the, so we woke up. We woke up one morning. I go on my phone. And uh, I'm just like, I start Googling things to do because I don't know what the fuck to do. I mean, we're going to go to the beach, sit there and stare. So I'm like, yeah, we're going to do that. But let's do something else. And it comes up this article about like, you know, if you're from the Northeast, these are things that you should understand about when you go down south to a place like Charleston. Don't get a cheesesteak. Don't get a cheesesteak. It has green peppers and and mushrooms on it. No. um, And one of them that stood out to me because it happened to us later on that day. And I laughed because a woman walked past us. We were going, getting on the walking on the beach. And she said, oh, I really like your tattoos. And my wife and I were both like, oh, thank you very much. Whereas if we were here in like, you know, Philadelphia and somebody said they really would like your tattoos, you'd have to ignore them because after that sentence is the ask. I really like your tattoos. Can you give me some money? That's usually how that goes down or, here. Or they they decide they want to handle your tattoos. Yeah, or they want to pet them. Which happens to a lot of women. Very strange. A lot of arm petting. Yeah, so, but um, if there was something going on down there that we were going to, I would go again, but, you know, there are other places to go, so. So you'll never go again? No, I didn't say that. I liked it, but, you know, it's not, it's, you know, you sometimes you go places and you go, I want to go back there. Hmm. That I went to and I went. I could go back there, but you'd have to get me there. I'd be excited to go, but there'd have to be a reason other than just going on vacation. Right. Like there's, 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 there's so many places to go and not many times to go there anymore. So you just got to start being like, okay, experience that move on to the next one. And also you're, I, I mean, I'm, I'm in this boat where it's like, well, I don't want to buy a ticket ahead of time because they might shut the world down again. Also, I don't want to buy a ticket ahead of time or they might cancel my fucking flight, which is what's happening all over the place. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, just this, the simple fact that we, we I decided to drive yeah, because of uh, um, I did the math. 
I said, look, we'll have fun. We'll drive down there. We'll stop in Virginia Beach and we'll have lunch. We'll go to fucking south of the border, which is as weird as it comes. But like it's like talk about you know, fair south of the border a little bit. I want to I want to hear some more details. Okay, so Brandon, have you ever well, been qu- to any of these places? No, I've never been to south of the border. I think there's one in like Cherry Hill though. Is it really <laughs> Cherry no, Hill, New Jersey? Well, that's a Mexican restaurant. I think you're talking about, and that's called On the Border. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm thinking. Of. South of the border is the giant rest stop on Go ahead. the North Carolina, uh, South okay. Carolina border. Well, I'm not lying. I've never been. Um, so we, uh, real quick, we di- I did the math and flight, renting a car, dealing with all that shit. It was more expensive than driving down there in my own truck and buying gas. You know, I mean, it really. I, to be honest with you, gas it was, you know, what was it? Thirty dollars more than it would have been if I did drive. Didn't drive every time I filled up. You know, probably cost me maybe an extra eighty to a hundred dollars because of gas prices right now. So it wasn't really. It was whatever it was. It wasn't that bad. Uh, south of the border is this rest stop. Real quick, we're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw back and forth to you. Okay. So first of all, I'm on their website. All right. Which is sobpedro.com. Did you do any shopping? Apparently, there's lots of shopping. Go ahead, Chris. Yes. Yes. Um, well, all right. So let's start this. Signs for south of the border started in about 100 miles away. Now, I remember as a teenager, there was a sign for south of the border on 95 in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So that's how far they used to go. Uh, but they're about 100 miles away, the, um, the sign started. They're all, 90% of them are really fucking racist. Um, I don't even, no, you know, whatever. Um, I'm relaying what their, what their shit advertising is. So, um, the words were upside down. South of the border was upside down on one of them. And above it, it said, drank too much tequila. Mm-hmm. Everything's kind of this like mockery of, uh, I guess what you would say, Mexicans speak English like. Right. So it's and so and Pedro. Speedy Gonzalez is what it is. It's Speedy Gonzalez, basically. It's Slowpoke is what it is, yes, which is yes, the worst yes, of yes, them all. <laughs> okay, it's Slowpoke. Is that's who it is? <laughs> so um, yeah. That's so cool. no, no. Um, yeah. So they, they apparently they have like a gator pit. In the oh, market. let me There's go through. It. Hold on. St- all right, go ahead. Yeah. First of all, so I'm on their shop. Out. Okay. They got multiple shops. We're gonna have a little deep dive into South of the Borders as we're talking about it. Uh, they sell fireworks. This is the Mexican. This is the Mexican restaurant in Cherry Hill. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm actually there right now recording. Uh, they sell fireworks, of course, because we're in the South. They have a giant right. shark. I guess. Didn't say. Um, there's a place that sells like beachware. Mexico well, Shop West. I don't know what that is. And then there's Mexico Shop East. All right. But here's the tagline. You never sausage a place. You're always a wiener at Pedro's. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's five billboards say that on Fun the way down. down. And the and the and the sausage is on the billboard and it's like, you know, three dimensional. It's coming out of the billboard. Oh, like a cock. Like a big dick, <laughs> dick, dick on its side, side dick. So okay, they have a reptile lagoon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sombrero room, which is the restaurant. Mm-hmm. You can camp. Did you do any of these yeah. things? No, I stopped in for ten minutes, got gas, and rolled. 
Well, I did get a mug from you. Thank you very much. Yeah, you did get a mug. Yes. Well, there you go. There's your adventure. Um, yeah, that was the adventure. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's wild down there. Lots of Jesus, lots of uh, racism, and um, lots of dudes that are very glazed, glazed over and lost. Brandon, any questions for Chris? They have they have bait and tackle down there. I don't know if we covered that. I would imagine they got uh, do they have a vending machine that sells worms, anything like that. I didn't see any of that to be honest with you. Um, there was one point we went for lunch and it was on it's a river but it's really an estuary from the ocean through the bay from the ocean and uh you can get like paddle boards and stuff and we did paddle boarding before in florida so we, we were thinking about paddle boarding and where where we were sitting over you could see dolphins coming up okay cool and uh i thought that was cool rose wanted to go paddle boarding where the dolphins were swimming and i have developed over the years a uh, healthy Fear of wild animals. I don't want to go anywhere fucking near them. Not because at any point, they can kill you, especially if you're coming in at 700 pounds. Um, yeah, so uh, we ended like up not doing that. Yeah, they're a little pervy. You might get a little uh, corkscrew Peter in your, in your they pooper. Do they have a corkscrew cock? I don't know. I just assume <laughs> all animals do. I just assume. I just assume all animals have a very strange proboscis that comes out of them, like a duck. Exactly. There you go, duck like a duck. So I also did see a. (laughs) We were having we were having lunch in this in the same spot, and this I hear. Oh, here comes the tiki bar, and I look over, and there's a tiki bar that's a boat. The boat is the driver's bartender, the pilot, Mm -hmm. I guess. And it comes cruising up this river, and I looked at Rose, and I said, I hate that fucking boat, and I hate the person piloting it. Fuck that thing. I'd be all over that. He'd be like, are you speaking that Gullah Geechee? Well, you know, and I wanted to say that because uh, it was funny. We um, First of all, we went to Leon's, and I wanted to drink. I don't drink. If you don't know this, I, I haven't drank in years. What's Leon's? I wanted a beer. Leon's was the oyster place. Oh, right, right, right. Gotcha. We went there and we got um, – They, I saw – I wanted a beer because they serve them in those German, like, the bowl, the roundy mugs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? The the handle on yeah, them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the dimples yeah, on them? Yeah, big glass. Stein? Nah, no, not a stein, but like stein. It's, it's like made out of clear glass, but it has dimples in it. It's like circular. Yeah, like a grenade looking, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, almost, I almost ordered a beer just so I can get one of those mugs. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was an adventure, I guess I was going somewhere with it, but, oh, that, so we were at a, we were at a restaurant and uh, I went outside to go uh, run in my truck real quick. And, um, there was a woman speaking Geechee and holy fuck was that, that's fucking wild. That I was, was, well, it's, it's, it's so I walked past. So, all right. So we'll, we'll, we'll real quick. So, uh, I was told by my friend who is from this area mm-hmm. that, um, uh, Charleston is, they take all the black people and kind of force them into North Charleston. Right. And, uh, segregate them very, uh, low key, but very obvious segregation. Um, and the black people in Charleston are, kind of like i don't know i don't know that they're okay with it but they keep to they want it's that 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 culture keeps to itself that was a geechee culture they speak a language that i was like it made me so happy that this stuck around as 
like as intensely as it still is. Like, when you hear them speak, mm-hmm. when you hear that language spoken, you can't. I can't see how it's been water if it's been watered down because it's right. completely un incomprehensible. Right. So it would be even 200, 300 years ago, it would have been more incomprehensible to understand that. Right. If it, you know, cause most things, they kind of get Americanized for lack right, of a right, better right. way to put or it. Or just watered down. This watered down. Mm. And this wasn't. And I was like, fucking A, I'm glad you kept that. Nice. Because the other thing is, is that when you, when they, they push all the black people into a certain area and all the white people are in, like the actual city of Charleston, and they're all the white people that I know. I'll judge a book by its cover. You don't say, make racist comments in public, but you're fucking racist. I can tell just by oh, looking yeah, at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and when I say this, I mean it's that new young white people that wear uh, clothes like they're going to golf yes, as regular leisure wear. That's and it was a little like I'm it's looking kind of around a uniform and I'm like. Now. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm looking around. I say this all the fucking time. I don't give a shit. I look around and I go, you fucking, like, it's just honky motherfucker. <laughs> like, I just don't, I don't belong here. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it was. Brent, have you ever been was, to New Orleans? I have, yeah. Did you ever encounter a, like, real person from New Orleans with the real accent? With that Cajun way of speaking. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I was down there with a friend of mine, and we were in, we stayed in um, the French Quarter. and uh, Or no, we didn't. River, uh, what the fuck's the area by? Uh, Bywater. It's around the corner from the French Quarter. And we stayed there, and um, and I was saying, like, dude, you, wait till you encounter the actual New Orleans sound when you hear it. And he thought it was just like some, you know, just a southern accent. And then I was like, no, no, wait till we hear it. When you hear the real one, you're going to be like, holy shit. And we had a cab driver pick us up, and he was yelling at me because I couldn't close the door in the nicest way possible. <laughs> and, and my buddy was just like, I told you. And, you know, he's speaking in that tongue. And I was just like, fucking, that's a real deal, man. It's awesome. I love it. Good. Well, yeah, you're, like, tr- trying to make out how much of it is conjunctions that you've just never heard before. Right. And, and how much of it is just not English at all. But you, so you kind of, like, if you think about it long enough, you know what they're saying. I was just like, I'm sorry, sir. I don't know what and I'm it's doing. Very, like, it's very funny, like, yeah. Kind of being condescending as hell, but being funny. And I was just like, God, my buddy looks at me. He's like, I was like, there it was. There you go. Because in the, in the French Quarter, in that area, in the French Quarter, it's completely gentrified. So it's like, and in Bywater in New Orleans now. So no one, no one speaks that way anymore. They're all a bunch of southern hippies down there now. They probably hate that. And the guys. SEC. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'd rather hang with the people that speak the language I don't understand. Yeah, damn right. See more, they're way more fucking interesting. I can't wait to go on vacation. You guys got to have fun. I didn't. I took a health you got test. Planned. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Um, let's talk about wrestling. You want to talk about wrestling? Something happened. It's let's the biggest. It. It's the talk of the professional wrestling world. A person dressed like a skeleton choked Rosie Ogawa twice. <laughs> And also choked Saya Kamitani. No, it's AEW and New Japan's Forbidden Door. Now, Chris and I, Chris had people over. Only one person showed up. I showed up later. I uh, was not able to watch the whole thing. Brandon, you had to watch it today, correct? It's probably Brandon's go- Brandon, Brandon's no, Brandon is not there. So I just take it to me. He, he ran off. I had to watch. I watched the two main events. Um, 
at I watched the two main events at your place, Chris, and yeah. then I rented it at a weird time, so I had to quickly blow through it. I blew through it last night, and then this morning I watched the buy-in. So I managed to watch the entire fucking show. It took a while, but I managed to watch the entire show. So let's go through it, all right? Start with the buy-in. First of all, this fucking this show was hot as shit from the get-go. As soon as they fucking started up, as soon as the cameras came on, this was insane. This show, and uh, it starts off with a tag match, and I never expected this to be as exciting as it was. Bishamon, featuring Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, defeated the Factory of Aaron Solo and QAnon T. Marshallix Jones by pinfall. Chris thoughts. You know, that's funny you're saying this because I didn't even realize that this match took place. I missed it. Um, I think I turned it on as – so I went and I rented it. I was talking before we started recording that uh, I got the times mixed up, and this was probably what was on YouTube. It was. The entire and, pre-show was on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, and I and I missed this entire pre-show because when I turned it on, I assumed the pre-show was on at seven. And when I turned it on, I saw um, it was on the pay-per-view. And when I rented it, I saw Lance Archer leaving the ring, and I was like, "Oh, I guess I must have missed something." So these matches, I didn't even catch. All right, well, that, I'll, I'll just blow through them then. So, um, first of all, you get Yoshihashi gets a full chant, which is insane. If you think about what 2019 when the, when uh, New Japan did a tour of the United States. People were openly booing Yoshihashi. People were stoked to see him. This Q, uh, QAnon T. Marsh Alex Jones does a 450 splash, and he does this shooting star press at some point to the outside. <laughs> this was insane, this match. It was only like nine minutes, but it was nuts. And obviously, you know, Bishimon wins, but uh, QAnon T. Marsh Alex Jones, man, we, you know, we shit on him at the beginning, and we couldn't stand him, but... Man, he gets the shit kicked out of him, but he looks good doing it, and I fucking appreciate every fucking minute of it. Any thoughts on that at all? Chris? Well, I mean, I've I kind of uh, changed my tune on humanity. Marshall Alex Jones, when he was uh, yelling at Hook while he was getting suplexed. Screaming, oh, no. Right. That, so that was, uh, that was definitely... Um, that was a turning point when you actually kind of I like when you see guys we we went through this with Max Caster uh, with the acclaimed when you see guys morph into being good in the role that they're now in. Yeah. And that he's in that. That's what he is. And he's really good at it. Yeah. He's right, a pre-show guy. Yeah. He fits well into yeah. that category of like I think why we were kind of giving him shit is because he was on just so goddamn much. And you don't see him for a couple months. Then he has the little hook thing that we all individually got a kick out of and came back to the podcast and mentioned. And then you see him here and you're like, holy fuck, he's doing a 450 splash on Yoshihashi. It's like, ah, this guy's not so bad. Just, you know, in in the right dosage. Yeah, that's, that's the thing, dosage. I guess in the early days of um, AEW, kind of had you had to work certain guys because you didn't really have much. Now as your roster is built. You gotta have guys in specific roles that do specific shit, but they gotta do it really good. And you you want to see them succeed. Q, Q and on to yep. Marsh Alex Jones. I don't want to necessarily see him succeed, 
But other guys like Ricky <laughs> Starks, who, you know, was like lower mid-card, is now solidly in the mid-card, and you want to see him do well because he fucking kills it every time he's on TV. Any final thoughts on that, Brandon, Chris? Nah, no, I'm good. All right. Uh, yeah, next up, it. Lance Archer defeated Nick Camarado via pinfall. Six minutes. Next, tag team match. Swerve in Our Glory, which is the name of their team. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland defeated Suzuki Goon, El Desperado, and Yoshinabu, Karamo- Yoshinabu Kanemaru via pinfall. Chris, thoughts? This is how you start a show. Hell yeah. This was fucking great. I mean, it really was. Um, especially when they go into, you know, uh, there's a point in which Kanemaru is going after Keith Lee and Keith Lee, Lee's no selling because he's no bit so big. And it backfires on him. Like all the things that you would normally see in one of these matches kind of backfired. They went back and forth. So every time somebody went to get their usual shit in, it would go wrong. Um, and we got to see Kanemaru spit uh, whiskey in somebody's face, which is, you know, that's fantastic. I love it. It was great. I Brand, really enjoyed this. Brandon, did you catch this or no? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. A little, little bit of a spat in the middle between Keith Lee and Swerve. You know, you can drop that, have it come back later. Um, the, the classic high flyer, big man tag team, as old as time, works very well here. Uh, you know, one of the many in this night uh, matches where I'm watching, just going, this is so fucking bizarre that I'm watching these four people in the ring together, oh which God. is really the fun of this whole show. Dude, every time Desperado tried to do tried to do the number two, I was like, oh God, I can't believe I'm watching El Desperado on fucking in U.S. soil. You're trying. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah, you got, he's numero dos in Keith Lee. He's like 900 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> the fuck is, and Desperado is wild because like there's you know there's nobody like him. His mannerisms are so, so odd and great. Oh no! I mean, this is this is a good thing. He is different than anybody I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, and you've seen a million guys in masks. That's nothing new. But right. somehow he does it different, man. There's, There's something, something about, about the way, way he moves his eyes and his head. His eyes, and he's got the tassels on the back of his head, so he's constantly over exaggerating his head back to side to side, so those tassels are flopping all over the place. But it works really well. In it's been done before with guys with tassels all over their ha- their heads in lucha libre. But because he doesn't really work a full Lucha Libre style, it fucking works, man. I fucking love El Desperado. And when he did that thing where he was holding onto the bottom ropes with his fucking toes and they yeah. get stomped, that was so <laughs> stupid. And I loved he, every minute of it. When he when he did that, uh, there was a period, like I said, with the eyes where he's just kind of sitting there. And it's I think it's a combination of the face on the mask and his, you know, his whited out eyes. That he's just, he's got this look on his face like Whoop! yeah, but he doesn't he's not moving he just looks like dead. It's so weird. Yeah. It's great, so I fun. Fast twelve minutes too. All right, here's a match that I didn't finish. You'll be surprised why. Max Caster and the Gun Club with Anthony Bowens defeated Yuu Amara and the New Japan Dojo of Alex Coughlin, the DKC, and Kevin Knight via pinfall. Yeah, I turned this off. I skipped. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, here's a match where I saw it come on, and I'm just like, I'm just going to skip through this because in the podcast, if I really get to have to talk about it, I can just make something up, even though I didn't watch it. So here's me pretending that I watched it and making something up. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Max Caster actually kind of had a funny rap in the beginning for what it was. Yeah, it was good. A little chaotic, a little chaotic for uh, how big of a match it was, but not too bad about it. How a little Dan Housen, Chris? 
So I'm going to – let me just throw this out there. I don't understand the Billy Gunn hate. He's fine. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just kind of like, oh, Billy Gunn. I kind of think he's really good. He's 50-some years he's old, and he doesn't like 50-some years old. Takes some bumps. Um, you know, I, this was this was like – you know, I have I watched it live, so I didn't have a choice. But it wasn't like would this match please end. It was pleasantly short. Um, I believe one of the young boys has graduated from the dojo. He's on excursion. Uh, um, do you? Uh, no, it was, a, it was an American. It was an American guy. Of these guys? Oh, it's Alex yeah, Coughlin. When, He's like a cyborg now. Okay, Alex Coughlin looked like he was injured. The guy with the mustache. Uh, yeah, he looked like there was the something match, going so. on. Yeah, if you watch the match when he was coming down to the ring, it looked like he was walking on his toes on his one foot. Okay. Like his ankle or something was wrong. So a lot of it was like there was some like, what's he doing? Like he was trying to pick up. First of all, <laughs> fucking Billy Gunn's gigantic. We don't really realize it. Yeah. But he's huge, especially Massive. in AEW because it's smaller guys. Like he's gigantic. Couldn't pick. You know, you could see he got him up, and it, but it was like, all right, this is kind of clunky. But. You know, he came out, he, Billy Gunn came out and he gave you, you got to suck it out of him. His kids look like dumbasses. He was mm. pissed off at his kids. They pushed the fact that he's like, I don't, I don't think he cares that he wins. Right. He's pissed off at his kids. But, you know, I, I mean, I guess it's like a way to get some guys on a card. We always say that, but like, and also push that storyline forward with, with his kids and the, and the, um, and the acclaimed. Uh, but at the end, <laughs> when they get the win, when Billy Gunn and Max Cancer get the win, he Billy Gunn usually pushes Anthony Bowens around. And he leaves him on the bottom of the ramp, but I think he did it on accident. <laughs> Anthony Bowens going, oh, what are you doing? you got to push me. And then he turned around and wouldn't come back and push him. So they went through a little thing, which is kind of like one of these things that probably wasn't supposed to happen, but it happened on accident. It's kind of funny. Right. But, um, you know, we just got done talking about it. So it's like, you know, yeah, with the acclaimed are in that spot where you see them. They're in the spot that they belong in. They're very good in that spot. But you don't have Anthony Bowens. And now the gun club, like them or not, are falling into that same category where this is the dipshit heel tag team that look like assholes all the time. So if if this is what you're going to do with these guys, then this was the perfect way to do it. You have involved that you involved Danhausen, which I don't get. But whatever. It's not for me then. Um, but, you know, I don't have any hate. Uh, obviously have much, much, uh, much too specific an opinion on a match that really didn't fucking matter, but I didn't hate it. Well, it's good that they got all the young guys on the card. It puts over the New Japan Dojo and maybe people will watch strong. I still won't watch strong, but whatever. All right. Main card. Here we go. Six man tag match. The winning team received the man advantage for the blood and guts match on Wednesday, which I didn't realize watching this. Minoru Suzuki and the Jericho Appreciation Society of Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho, with Ty Conti, defeated Eddie Kingston, Shota Umino, and Wheeler Yuta via pinfall. Brandon, thoughts? Suzuki coming out and uh, Kazi Nionari being already that over was encouraging to me for the rest of the night with that crowd, because this was kind of like right when I'm starting to pay attention, my first time through it. Uh, I, I love Eddie Kingston, who really can't get any more over pulling his shirt off as soon as he sees Suzuki getting tagged in. That spot was awesome. Then uh, no sell on the chops. <clears throat> Chaotic towards the end. That's pretty much all I got on this one. But Chris, good. So um, one of the problems here is that 
once they announce what the stakes were in this match, you know, it's essentially Blood and Guts is the original name for War Games. So it's a War Games match, and the baby faces never have the advantage, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. You know, you need that two-on-one heel baby face thing to get that match really going. So they kind of know what's going to happen. I mean, it really didn't they, matter. Did, honestly, did, did, did we not know it was going to happen? We showed up Umino in the match. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, of course you did. Somebody's got to eat but, you know, I look. I love Suzuki. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, but it, it's it's getting to be the same thing every time. Uh, it's cool to see him. It's cool to see him on American television. I love it. But you know, it happened, and we moved on. I really don't have much more. I don't know. I I, I disagree. With you I mean, guys. I like. I, I, I fucking I like this match. I thought it was great. I I liked it. I just don't. It, it, it didn't really, like, ring any bells that made me really, like, I enjoyed it. I watched it. It was a good match, but I don't have any Shota Umino looked fantastic. He looked like baby Tanahashi out there. He's got the colorful pants on and the whooshy hair. This was yeah, like he a, did. His, go his ahead, jacket Brandon. was sweet, and I should just say, like, I thought this whole card was a lot of fun. We'll yes. go through them all one by one, but I don't have a bad thing to say about any of this. So this isn't my typical uh, blah, whatever. It, it was over. No, I, these are all fun. I, I'm just not going to shout that out. So. Oh, don't worry. I'll have bad stuff. Let's move on. Three-way winner takes all. Tag team match for the Ring of Honor Championship, whatever the fuck that is, and the IWGP Tag Team Championships, FDR defeated the United Empire and Rapongi Vice via pinfall. Brandon, thoughts? The United Empire tag team, like, they just look so fucking unique even coming out to the ring. Yeah, I'm trying to take this in partially, imagining I haven't seen much of any of these guys before. This is my first opinion of them. When you see Jeff Cobb and Okan come out with a question mark over his face that's moving whether he lifts his head up or down, yeah, like you just anybody, whether you're six years old or fifty years old, you're going, what? What did these two up to? What? What? What am I not watching that I could be watching that these two are on? Which I think is strong, uh, and there's the strong performance throughout from there. You get to see Jeff Cobb flying all over the place. I don't know if Harwood actually got hurt or he had to just take a shit in the middle because he looked fine when he came back. He had that little that little piece of tape over his shoulder, which maybe Chris can explain to me what that does because it seems like it shouldn't be doing anything, and. Uh, um, I am not a doctor, uh, so my just my looks like non, something that you no, will be wearing. <laughs> my non-medical opinion is I would never put that fucking tape on me anywhere. It makes no sense. Uh, but I don't know. Kinesiology tape? tape? Yeah, I don't know if that works. I've never, I never. Uh, my wife uh, does some uh, powerlifting, and her, her, uh, I don't know if it's a chiropractor, her or her trainer uses that tape on her. So I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't have an opinion. To me, it looks like a bunch of fucking hokum quackery. Every time you see somebody with a lot of kinesio tape on them, especially professional wrestlers, you're just like, they should probably go see a doc. They should probably get surgery. Take <laughs> yeah. some time off, so, get some fucking surgery. What are you doing? So I was. I I used it. Uh, I tried it a few times, <laughs> and my greasy my greasy skin, the shit just falls off after a while. Sweaty and everybody has skin. Yeah, and everybody I train with that uses that same thing. And five minutes later, the shit's in fucking balls in the corner. So I don't, I don't. Who knows? I guess you got to spray them with that glue too. Um, this match. I used was... glucose, glucocumin chondroitin. It didn't work. My knees still suck. Okay, Chris. Uh, this match was um, 
That was excellent. I like I said, I, I fucking just the sight of Jeff Cobb. I mean, this dude's a fucking monster. He's like five ten and two eighty. What the fuck is going on with this guy? He's just a freak of fucking nature. Um, and to see like you know they ran some of the videos that they would run on New Japan. Um, you know their promo videos, which in my opinion are the best fucking hype videos in the world for professional wrestling. Uh, and they show you that you saw the like underneath from underneath shot of Great O'Connor where he's got all his gear on. It's like who the f- like if you were, if you didn't know who this guy, you'd be like, what the what fuck is, going, is on? going on with this dude? He looks right? cool. His presentation is fucking cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's another one that we were just fucking shitting all over, and then Not we me. got <laughs> we got miniatures of him bought for us. And now we love him because we can play. We can, we saw the movie, bought the toy. I, um, I could say I was there from ground zero. I'm usually wrong, but. What was, uh, but have we figured out who the bald guy is and which one's the bald guy in Revival? It's a, or FDR. Uh, Dax Harwood. Dax, Dax Shepard. I'm guessing. Dax Shepard. The bald guy. Rosario Dawson. He's, I, I looked at, um, I was here, my friend was here with us and I looked at him. I was just like, dude's a fucking, dude's fucking, he's awesome. Yeah, he rules. I wasn't quite sold on him because they kept pushing him into these characters in WWE. Oh, when they were shaving their backs? Well, they even bring that before back. that, yeah, even before that when they were in NXT, it's like they were pushing them so hard into this tough guy. Like it was like, you know, they, they were they were just so over the top with it. With this, oh, they're old school and they're tough and they're old they're school. They're a throwback. Yeah, and they're a throwback. And it was just, it, I wasn't buying it. And then once they just kind of settled into who they wanted themselves to be in AEW, now it's all, I'm buying the whole thing. And that dude can work his fucking ass off. Yeah. So I really like this. And I like, I love the belt collector. I love the teams or the guys that have like Ultimo Dragon style. He's got belts on his arms, belts on his waist. He's just going around the world collecting the belts. It reminds me of like, you know, uh, back in the day, boxing. Mike Tyson would have three belts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the champion would have all three belts. That was like, you know, you got to go around, you got to fight everybody and take all their titles to be the best guy. Because if you don't have all of them, yeah, you're great. But are you the best? We don't know. There's still another guy out with a title. You got to go fight him and get his too. So I'm a big fan of that whole concept of going to different places and collecting all the belts. I think Zack Sabre Jr. pulled it off the best years ago. And Ultimo Dragon, I already said. Uh, Brandon, to your point, I'd definitely like uh i didn't watch his match live but when i stopped off to see chris he and the guy that was with us were um they were kind of like i think he was really hurt watching it knowing with their interpretation what it was the way that the match was laid out i don't think he was hurt i think it was all for show because Ocon and jeff cobb knew exactly what to do which was beat the shit out like there was no hesitation they were like take him in unless they're excellent workers Ocon's been only doing it for like five years like top notch, let's figure this all out. They pulled him into the corner and then they just started beating the shit out of him. Wouldn't let uh, Rocky Romero and Trent tag in. And you know what? Props to fucking Rocky Romero. You knew he was gonna take the, he was gonna get pinned, but it was, it, 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 they had me. They had me fooled a couple of times. This is a great fucking match. Go ahead, Chris. No, I was gonna say, um, watching it live. The reason why we were kind of kind of uh, you know, well, you didn't know. You were like, well, what's going on here? Um, he sold the injury so well. He dropped when he was in a weird spot, which is where injuries happen, right? So it wasn't like he sold the injury and when they cut to him getting taken to the back, 
it was a quick cut. It right. was out of step with everything. It was very like, whoa, what's going on there? And then they quick just flashed on it and went back. So we like we bag on their production ability sometimes. They did a really good fucking job of right. selling that and making it look real. Could it be that you are so predispositioned by WWE's over covering of people with fake injuries that maybe it it worked in it worked in AEW's favor and fooled you? Could be that. Yeah, I would I would say that. Yeah. I would agree to that. Like getting getting put on a fucking stretcher and then coming back. Like anyone would like <laughs> to do that. Yeah, Brandon, thoughts. <laughs> Final thoughts on this. Yeah, also AEW's botch coverage of real industries really makes it a grab bag of what actually happened. Wikipedia <laughs> says Dax Harwood legitimately injured his left shoulder, leaving Wheeler to fly solo. But uh, I, yeah, I'd be shocked if five guys who have never really wrestled together before piece that together where it was a perfect uh, so quick that brand new camera that that peels down as he's walking into the ring <laughs> for the finishing spot. Right. right, so. right. Also, it was just like there was no hesitation when it came to the workers in the ring. I mean, props to them. Maybe, <laughs> that's, maybe that's because they're excellent. I mean, Rocky Romero's out there. He's been doing it for 20 years. But there was not a single moment of hesitation that they were like, hey, you know what we got to do? Beat the living shit out of this guy and not let the other guy tag in. It was really fast, and I don't think – I think it's – Yeah, yeah. There's a predisposition for us to be like, Mick Foley getting taken out on the stretcher. Mick Foley's coming back. And then they've done it every single time anybody's fake injured in WWE for now 20 years. You know what I mean? Yeah, only other final thought I had was I thought Trent and Rocky didn't look like a, a weak third link in any no sense of the, the the word here. They were great too. So yeah, awesome match. I, can I just add real quick? I yeah, just looked it up. I just looked it up. He they're they're claiming that he had a separated shoulder, but you know, and then it was a tweet and it said separated shoulder. Rub some tequila in it, you'll be fine. Yeah. So I, you know, yeah, it I, was I'm sure. But here's the thing though, I've separated my shoulder. If you had to go, you could go. Right. You know what I mean? Like, depending on the severity of it. So it's like, even if even if it is a work, which it probably is, they didn't go overboard. Well, it, just, we're, like, we're going oh, to get to a separated a, shoulder. We can do that. We're going to get to a match later where someone actually got hurt. So we'll, we'll compare the way it was handled between the tag match and another match. All right, let's move on. Um, all right. Sorry. Sorry, Brandon. Uh, uh, final thoughts. No, I'm good. I gave him to right, um, here we go. Four-way match for the inaugural AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Pack, who actually lives on the Atlantic, defeated Carl Connors, Clark <laughs> Connors, the Rhino, Clark Connors, Miro, and John. Malachi Black for, uh, via submission. Go ahead, Brandon. This was another one I thought was a ton of fun. Four guys fit very well. I was happy to see Clark Connors. I get it. He puts Mirror through a table, gets a chant at some point. Uh, you know, just from a uh, name recognizability perspective, he's the queer, clear weak fourth link here, but not at all. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's the queer link in the in the the chain here, but uh, not at all when he. It came to the match, felt a little bit more improvised than some of the other ones, which I appreciated. And uh, Pac. Is it Pack or Pac? I'm it's doing it. like six pack. I always screw it. We screwed last week. I said Pac, uh, Pac like 20 times. It's now like I was saying with the stamina, stamina thing where I, I originally knew what was right. And now I've it's been fucked up so many times. I'm not sure. And like, I'm getting worse at it. Going forward. Let's just uh, all pause before we say <laughs> it's Pac. <laughs> like, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, but pretty good shit. I thought I. Uh, Miro didn't get as big of a pop as I thought he was going to get. That surprised me a little bit. It you don't think like it was so? Good. 
I did not. No. I thought I it was disagree with that 100. percent yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. Maybe maybe you were uh, getting a good, filling up your glass of water during it. I, dude, he got a huge pop when he came out. Were you vaping when that happened? <laughs> yeah, your headphones. Maybe the cloud I'm sure I was. Was like. <laughs> Chris thoughts. I love this match. Um, like I said, there were very there were no matches I didn't like. So this is going to be a uh, a trend here today. But um, I love this match. The biggest thing, first of all, you get Pac gets a title, which we're always complaining they never do anything with him. And fucking Miro is going to be so fucking pissed. Yes. Come Wednesday, because they got if you were going to spray the shit in somebody's eyes, he's the one you do it to. Yep. Because now you fucked over him, and he's going to be on a rampage. Hopefully, we can transition come, away come from Friday night at ten o'clock. What? Right. Hopefully, we can transition away from this whole House of Black versus uh, Pack and his crew, and move more into it's dead. Right. Like they've been feuding forever now. Well, <sighs> I'd like to see Miro. Like everybody in Malachi Black's crew, I'd like to see Miro against. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a plane flying by? Chris? What is that? Is no, that's not mine. <laughs> that's not mine. That's me. My shit. My fucking mic came out. Does that's it sound? Does you still hear it? No, it's better. Any final thoughts on this match, Brandon? No, I, I, you know, I think Pack is somebody you can kind of send wherever to other promotions <laughs> with this title for. For thirty, uh, for twenty five minutes, he'll get it. He'll get over. What, dude? It's I also that agree. I also I agree pack, that we're pack, pack is yeah, excellent. Like I got his He's also a ba- he can do baby face pack. and heel real good. Shall I move on? Let's move on. <laughs> Six man tag match: dudes with all the attitudes. Darby Allen and staying in Shingo Takage. Defeated the Bullet Club of El Fantasmo, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson with Hikaleo via pinfall. Um, Hiromo was supposed to be in this match, Hiromo Takahashi, and he had a fever and couldn't travel. I'm sure it was COVID-related or COVID fears, but uh, there you go. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, this was another one. While I was watching, I had to do, like blink my eyes an extra time and be like, am I watching somebody that fucking is on WWE 2K22 and downloaded all the these characters and is running a match here? Because it was just such a bizarre uh, mix of eight guys there. Random, uh, random DLC fucking mix. Fucking Leo and the Young Bucks against... But, um, yeah, Stings, you know, sets the tone, comes flying right, right out of the match, jumping off the shit, taking bumps, oh my god. Uh, Goto looks crazy. It, it almost looked like some like WCW. Oh, Shingo, Shingo, you mean? Shit. Yeah, sorry, Shingo looks crazy. It almost looked like some WCW shit from the '90s, where you're just like, "What is going on with all these guys? Why are there? these dudes together?" Yeah. <laughs> um, tons of tons of fun though. Chris, thoughts? Um, oh yeah, this no, I really like this. The only thing I didn't like, you know, and it goes back to what we say, like the Young Bucks, a little overindulgent with their bad comedy at one point it was just like dude, what are we doing here but i love this match i dude sting hit sting hits in all the right spots with me i mean it's at this point he can do no wrong that double no super selling this no double sell. super oh kick God, i mean so come on man it's just it, you, you look at these guys and it's like 
some of these guys they stick around for so long and they just can't do it and then you get sting who's just what does he do what is what does sting do he does one giant thing mm-hmm. right and then he no sells because he's not really a person he's an entity now yeah he's he's and the it's crow. Be- he and it's believable yep. um we did we did look at each other and go no, he's not going to slide down from the roof. He can't slide down from the roof. They just did the Owen Hart, Owen Hart <laughs> Memorial Cup. That's what we were saying. I was like, no, no, no. And he, but he, you know, they did what they did, and he jumped off the butthole. But um, yeah, great match. Uh, you know, I mean, and like you said, I mean, this is like prime uh, pre NWO and like you know, right at the beginning of NWO and right before NWO, prime WCW. Monday Nitro, weird tag teams, dudes from other countries, and they give you no, you had no idea they were going to be on TV. You know, this is Muda and Chono main eventing a pay-per-view in right. the 90s. Like, this is just like, what is going on? But it was fucking awesome. We we talked about it last week. We were saying that this had the potential. Like, we knew that it made no sense, this match. And that just with AW's track record over the last few pay-per-views, that this would be a lot of fun. And it totally was insane. Well, and even to to go back, like what I was just saying, like we were all just saying, that it was like a throwback to the 90s on WCW. They were the dudes with attitudes, which was yes. like, I don't know what anybody else was thinking when they saw that. When I saw they were the dudes with attitudes, I was like, this fucking rules. Yeah. I I'm also, so like, happy. Interesting does this splash off the butthole onto all of them. Darby Allen runs down with his skateboard and whacks it with it, which I fucking loved. People. It was so uh, good. All, all we needed was instead of – they should have put Hikaleya in the match, and then instead of um, Hiramu, they could have used the Junkyard Dog. JYD Junkyard Dog? He's dead. He was one of the, he was one of the original dudes with attitude. Dudes with attitude. R.I.P. R.I.P. Junkyard Dog. Good. Darby Allen got blasted too by that double super kick. I was yeah, like, oh jeez, they really laid into that one. They would, I guess they've been waiting to get a hold of that guy for one reason or another. There's a couple, <laughs> like couple times where you're looking. There's a couple times where you're looking at Darby Allen. You're like, Jesus Christ, how the fuck don't you get hurt more? <laughs> Jesus. Shingo looked that great. That just Every felt like break. something happened in 2020, and they never got a hold of each other in the ring until that moment, and he kicked, they kicked the shit out of him. Which is crazy. They mentioned it during the match. It's the first time they've been in the ring together crazy in a match the one good the one thing i noticed about darby allen is that if you ever watch him it's almost like all right my entire body is fair game but i'm protecting my head yeah like he just throws his body to the wind but he never hits his head no he's always talked he's good to go good way to go about it yeah singles match with the aw women's world championship thunder rosa defeated tony storm via pinfall brandon thoughts I fucked up and missed this one. I this went is a tough spot for them. Back half, front half, and I guess this is where I shut it off. I thought I had covered it all. So how was it? Yeah, Chris. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. It was a tough spot, and I was kind of starting to uh, glaze over at this point. I digested a lot. Uh, I think I am low, like low key, uh, kind of pissed off at Thunderosa. Because of that whole fucking situation with Maria Shafir the week before, I thought that that was just like, I don't know. There's just it's it's what's I think she what, looked great. That, that she looked, was bad. Yeah, and she looked like she was sandbagging her the whole time. It was just like really odd, and uh, I, I I don't know. It was just 
but I think it was more the whole pay per view ahead of, ahead of it. You know, I had just seen all these all this cool stuff, and and uh, I just couldn't digest it. It was just too much. I was starting to glaze over at this point. Like I said, it was a rough spot for them. This was um, this was a good match. It was a very yeah. good match. The problem I had with it was that it had no one from the other company in it, and this is a company versus company thing. Tony, uh, Tony, I always called him Tony Storm. Uh, Tony Khan. Once again, I put myself through the the media scrum. <laughs> And, uh, oh, I did it again. Oh. I do it. I, I, I'm I'm in charge of that apparently. Uh, he uh, he mentioned that he tried to get uh, Stardom women on this show. Stardom is under the umbrella of New Japan. Um, whatever the fuck they are. It's not Cyber Agent. What the hell's the other one? Bushiroad. But um, because of lack of visas, work visas, and um, because they had shows booked this past weekend, which we'll review next week, uh, he couldn't get anybody to come over. So. This was a tough spot. You know what I mean? Like, all the excitement was the clash between these two companies. And this is legit the only... I mean, I guess Lance Archer, the Lance Archer match, I mean, he's both companies. This was the only match that didn't have any of that clash. And it kind of lost luster with it. If this was a main event on Dynamite, everybody would be going crazy for it. But because it was stuck in the middle of the show with no one from New Japan or anyone representing New Japan, then it kind of was a dud. Thunder Rosa looked... Look great though. She yeah. looked like a corpse. She looked like scary. Yeah, she there was like this dead-eyed look about her the whole time. I thought it was awesome. Let's move on. Uh, singles match for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Ville Osprey with Australia Open, as Chris calls him, defeated Arnie <laughs> Gassie via pinfall. Brandon thought. I, we talked about last week. I had a feeling this would be like one of the more exciting ones of the night for the live crowd, and it uh, definitely landed with that one as as good as anything I've seen from Orange Cassidy, if not the best. Once he kind of dropped the, you know, the, uh, a lot of the comedy shit, he looked fucking awesome here, which impressed me. Um, and I, I I gotta say, like Will Osprey, maybe I'm I'm uh, not valuing his fucking creepy sexual assault defending shit enough when uh, in this opinion but i was like dude he, he, for one night under, uh, under this lens pretty exciting you guys you doing move after move within five seconds like just whizzing all over the place so yeah i think it, <laughs> it landed pretty well whether you like it or not these I, two. <laughs> I agree with you i hate to say it speaking of whizzing all over the place yeah i hate to say it i'm gonna piss all over no um <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he's pretty fucking good, dude. He's a piece of shit, but he's pretty good. Chris, <laughs> thoughts? Yeah, I can I concur. I don't really have much to say, add to it. It was pretty damn good, though. I enjoyed it. Is someone watching um, Seinfeld reruns in the background or something? What is that noise? Oh, that's um, we have uh, Rose's uncle is over. He oh, was, okay. Okay. He so, was he was he's so, doing. We're getting some work. We're getting some work done. Gotcha. So Frank is so there. Gotcha. Frank they're catching up upstairs. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chris. Thoughts? Can you hear that over the mic? And yes, I can. can turn that just for a moment. Just matter. for a minute. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Osprey versus um, Orange Cassidy. You know, like I said, this was good. Uh, Orange Cassidy is um, well. I, I Will Osprey is like basically gotten to a point with me where it's like I'm believing it. It's not just flipping and no selling. The characters developed now, so very entertaining match. Two great wrestlers, and this was a this was a good match. More importantly, 
More importantly. More importantly, Australia Open starts beating the shit out of Orange Cassidy. The music hits. One of the biggest pops of the night. Katsuyori Shibata shows up in his fucking workout pants. I'll tell you, for a tough guy, man, he cries every time the crowd freaks out for him. He came out on that stage. He started getting teary-eyed. He came down, started kicking some fucking ass, doing some Katsuyori Shibata shit. Then they put on the sunglasses. Brand of God. The brainless Shibata comes out. He he felt the same way. He felt out of his body, just like he did when his brain was removed. (laughs) I like, uh, like when he comes out, his shit just looks so old. I haven't seen a ton of him in New Japan, but that black background with the like almost like always sunny font. Yes, that shitty font. That says Katsuhiro Shibata. You're like, this looks like it's from 2004. An interesting thing about like uh, Japanese presentation of English. The fonts are straight up out of MS MS Word. They're terrible. Right. Fonts, fonts are awful. At least they're because like his, his thing is to be very intimidating, and then he comes out and it's like this this very graceful font, and he's screaming and crying. You're like, it's hard to get a read on him at first, but he did get a decent pop. Yeah, Chris does. It doesn't help that he actually comes out to elevator music too. <laughs> 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 Which is uh, no, I he's fucking awesome. I love this dude. I'm so glad he came out. I was mm-hmm. fucking hype as shit. Put the sunglasses on, looked silly. I now I'm not getting. Is, was wasn't that a Melterism that they actually removed his brain and washed? He it said back. that. <laughs> yeah, 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 Melter said that. That's what I thought. We okay. talked about it back in yeah, the day. Yeah, I remember. Okay, I remember. Just was just yeah. We don't really bring up Melter anymore. I'm just wait. We wait for the moments. Yeah. we can make fun of him every week. Gotta wait for those special moments when he looks like a complete no, fucking idiot. You want it to be, you want to, yeah, you want to make people wait for it. That would be a good like if we're ever running out of shit for a week or if somebody's off, just dig up like Melter Gear and review like his his ten most fucking ridiculous. And read them <laughs> like him. <laughs> special edition. Yeah. All right, all right, let's move on. Singles match: Zack Saber Jr. was specified uh, Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson is injured, but he has named the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club, and he said, you will not be disappointed. And it's Claudio Castagnoli, a.k.a. Cesaro from WWE, comes out to a massive fucking pop. As soon as they saw that fucking Swiss flag on there, it was fucking massive. Go ahead, Brandon. Holy shit, yeah. I mean, this is a guy I was watching WWE forever being like, he's head and shoulders above the wrestlers they have him against, and boy, do they put him to the fucking test technically here with, with Zack Sabre Jr. This was, uh, again, I, for the fourth time, holy fuck, I can't believe this is what I'm watching in front of my eyes, these two going head-to-head. Name kind of sucks. I think it was his name before Cesaro. Yeah, it was. Don't love it, don't love it still. Kind of sucks, but uh, he's fucking awesome. I think if he stays in Blackpool Combat Club, that's moving right up to the top, solidified number one faction. Yeah, like what the, what the tag team combinations out of this are fucking insane. Chris, thoughts? <laughs> so Claudio Gastignoli is his actual name. Yeah, it's his real name. Well, it sucks still. But I don't think at this point you can call him something else. You just call him Claudio. Claudio. That's such a yeah, WWE that's, thing, That's though. a WWE thing, man. You Remember, he was in... He was Antonio Cesaro because yeah, he had an Italian-sounding name, but we can't use your real name. 
So, well, because Julius Caesar is like, yeah, no one from Italian. Switzerland, that place really yeah. close to Italy, has Italian names. What happened in Italian name? So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, no, this was, you know, I, I didn't consider it a surprise. I mean, it was kind of in the back of my head that it might not happen, but I was very happy to see it. It was a really good match. I fucking love ZSJ. He's awesome. This was great. He fits in perfectly. Um, Castagnoli fits in perfectly. So we'll actually see what this dude can do because, you know, he'd never really be over because he has an accent. Yeah, well, that's with Vince. <laughs> I got to say, um, I do wish that they gave Zach a little, or Claudio did sell a little bit more for Zach. I don't think he did a great job. Maybe it's his adrenaline. I don't know what it was. I just think I think Zach looked like a chump in this. He got his offense in, but it didn't look like it worked. Yeah, and he and didn't Zach's get enough. Effe- Zach's effectiveness in making him believable is that everything he does hurts. Yeah, and he was just pulling his way out of it, powering out of everything. I will give you that. I I, I agree with that. I also um, a lot of it is his is his mouth as well, his behavior inside the ring when he's kicking the shit out of you, and you didn't get really any of that. You know, these snarky things that he says and his body language Only and his a couple times. and all these things. He did bow at the ref at one point. He did. And he also, also yeah. like, when he gets the shit kicked out of him and he can't figure a guy out, Yeah, he'll yell at the ref, like, get the fuck away from me. I'll figure it out. Okay, I'll be over. Leave me alone, which is great. Get him off me. Just give me a minute. I love when he does that, where he's just, like, frustrated. But they didn't, Claudio didn't give him shit. <laughs> he didn't sell anything. <laughs> Which I'm a little disappointed in, but we'll get we'll get we'll get there in the main event. But uh, any final thoughts on that, Brandon? The only thing I was uh, the other thing I was going to say was I haven't watched Zach in a couple months, and it was similar to when Brian Danielson came out, where how well he moves in the submission shit, it makes me want to like be like, oh, dude, I got to start learning some of this shit because it looks so cool. <laughs> Catch wrestling, like, the which, which none of the like high flying shit does. But no. if, if if you just have like a good feel for holds in the human body, I'm like, dude, yeah, like this, I got to pick this, some of this up. The <laughs> best thing about his like the whole thing with Zach is that like it's you know it's a whole Brit rest thing where it's like twist things until they hurt. But he just does it in this weird way where he's just constantly like. Put, he'll put his arms behind his back with one guy's arm, you know, and then he's holding a leg with the other one. It looks like it doesn't hurt, but it, but the guy, it kind of looks like it does. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, man, that looks like it's like hell. It probably doesn't. It probably feels like somebody, like you're at a chiropractor. But <laughs> I don't know. He's fucking great, man. It's great. All right, four way match for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Jay White with Ghetto defeated Hangman. Uh, Kazuchika Okada and Adam Cole, big pop for Okada when he came out. They heard they, he looked fucking great. He looked like the biggest star in this fucking ring, I'll tell you that. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, boy, egg on my face. I was over here uh, last week saying, ain't no way. Ain't no fucking way Okada's coming out. And he immediately was announced, I think, the day after we posted the episode. So, right. holy shit, that took this whole thing to a next level. And you get Shibata on top of it. New Japan really pushed all their chips in here at this point. You know, a ton of fun. I, I thought that their guys looked notably better than Hangman and Adam Cole. Adam Cole in this. I don't think that we need to say that out loud, but right. we'll do it. We'll do it anyway. Uh, <laughs> just to make it uh, explicit here, a little bit of an awkward ending with yeah. trying to get the the uh, Rainmaker off, and then it just kind of wrapped up pretty quickly. 
uh, was disappointed with that. But hey, Jay White, man, he fucking rocks. I hope you see more of him in AEW. Yeah, uh, we were watching this when I showed up with Chris, and we were we were watching it together, and there was st- the awkward ending was almost like he was definitely hurt. I think he was out of position for something, and then you could see Jay White just like talking to the referee. And at first we were like, is he yelling at the ref because he counted? But I think it's the report is that Adam Cole is actually hurt now. So, Chris, thoughts? Um, first of all, I got to give Brandon some credit for making the casino reference when talking about an AEW pay per view. <laughs> that was very good. Just slide those chips in for our next pay per view. Thank you, thank you. All in. Um, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> you're hundred percent correct. It's like almost like you had two pros and two amateurs in there. Like, and not, I'm not even talking skill set, just ring presence. Um, the two AEW guys, in my opinion, were completely overshadowed by Jay White and, uh, and, uh, Okada and Jay White, you know, not a guy that's been around that long, probably as long as Adam Cole and, and, and hangman. Cause he was a young boy when hangman was in ROH. So, I mean, they've been around a long same time. But they just kind of had a sh- the the two AEW wrestlers just kind of had a shadow cast over them, um, and Adam Cole looked like, you know, he literally looked like to me like some dude they just threw in there. He yeah, just didn't shit. look like <laughs> he really. It's just like, he really oh, did. here's here's this big superstar, and here's this big superstar, and here's this young here's Clark here's this young stud, and then here's this greasy haired guy with a bad leather jacket that doesn't fit. Um, and look, you know, I, and a Master I, Chief mask, and a Master Chief mask with his fucking heel. Um, I, 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 this is a guy that I was a fan of. Yes, you were. When in NXT, and it's not that I'm not a fan of him. It's just that you are now on another level, and you are not. You don't. I, I, I think it's you. I said this before. He needs to be worked into a level of credibility, which means he needs to put be put in spots against guys that he beats, and he beats by cheating or be beat by whatever nefarious means on TV for a number of weeks to make everybody believe that this is the why this guy belongs in this spot. And right now, he just looks like some dude that got thrown in there. He's just a you guy. Know? He's just a guy. Once again, like uh, you he know, he doesn't look the, special. He doesn't do anything special. He does good on the super mic. kicks. But right now, he's you a know? sycophant. He's Mister Sycophant now, and it doesn't work with his. I mean, it's entertaining, but it doesn't work with his skill set, which is being good on the mic, being a. Please explain is, that. What do you mean, Mister? Why, why is he Mister Sycophant? I'm genuinely. Hey, Jay you. White. Yeah, we're gonna oh, do okay. stuff. Bullet Club. Yes. We're gonna do. All right. Oh no, we're not. Oh, no. It doesn't matter. Oh, I'll hit you from behind. Oh, no. I wasn't going to hit you from behind. Yeah. Like he's kind of a yeah. sick. He's kissing ass to Jay White. No, I get it now. I just, I just, I, I see what you meant. I just was got kind of lost there when for a second. When he is so dominant on the mic is when he's the best. But Jay right. White's out, overshadowing him because Jay White's fucking and, awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, you know, he, it, it's almost like you're looking at these guys. Um, you can always, so you have, let's, let's, there's, there's, I guess what, consider five guys that are kind of rolling together right now with that crew. And that would be the Young Bucks, and then Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish and Red Dragon, mm-hmm. and then Adam Cole. So you have that, those five guys. As a crew, 
they are right now, in my eyes, if you were to look at their body of work, like what they're doing week to week, they are the factory. They're five dudes who are silly. If you're looking at their, you're talking about their, like, like, like what they're doing in the ring, or what do you mean? I just mean, like, the way that they're presented. Right. Right? Like, you know, obviously they're, you know, I don't want to, how do I explain this? They're not coming across as tough or dangerous. Or that they could win. They, they're, they're, they come across like guys that should lose, but for some reason are winning. Yeah, weasels. Right? But they're not even shadowing. The, they're not even going heavy on the weaselness. Now, if you take the Young Bucks out, we all know that's their thing. Right? So they can do that on their own. You take Fish and O'Reilly out. Look, say what you will. Those two as a tag team is always entertaining. Right? They work well as a tag team. Um, and then you take, because Bobby Fish will be injured within the next month. You take Kyle O'Reilly by himself. Who's there? You knew, you knew he was going Chris. to. What's that? Clairvoyant Chris. I said Clairvoyant Chris. Who Bobby Fish is, is hurt. Yeah. Um, He's already Kyle, hurt. Yeah. Take Kyle O'Reilly. Take Kyle O'Reilly by himself, and he's great in the mid-card. That's a dude that can wrestle and look great against anybody in the mid-card. If you had him beat up Q-Anity Marshallix Jones, it's legitimate and believable, and you mm. would enjoy it at 25 after 8 on a Wednesday. But then what's Adam Cole? Like, right. it, 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 it's almost like... I'll tell you what he's doing. He's going to be sitting on the fucking couch for the next few few weeks. Well, he's, injured, so. he's another one, though. Like, you know, we, we had this conversation because somebody was holding the sign and said, we want, or where's MJF? And we had this conversation. You miss him? Because I don't. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a and, minute. Yeah, but I mean, if you, ta- if you take, if you take, if you take, if you took Adam Cole, and you will, because now he's concussed, if that's what the problem is, you take him out of this roster for a few minutes, nothing is going to fucking I don't think it's a concussion. It's some muscular issue. I don't know what it was. Whatever it was, nothing's going to change. Nothing. Yeah. You're not going to miss him. He's not integral to the plot at all. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I never really liked Adam Cole, to be honest, I wasn't the biggest NXT guy, and it he's sticking out like a sore thumb here. Like you said with Jay White, it's just a, a better version of that person, and now he's kind of stuck because that was the only thing that he was good at when, was when he was the alpha in that small pond, and now you kind of throw him out with a you know, glo- global wrestling, and just like, nothing's really playing, playing too well here, so... Uh, not that I'm happy that he's gone or want him to be injured, but some time off might do him well. Yeah, uh, maybe I wonder with the these, whole thing. Right. Go ahead. I, w- I wonder with these U.S. guys, though, like to the point of the amateurs versus pros, I wonder if they're just TV'd to hell with, like, you got to move in this, you got to get all this shit in this time, and it's everything's a little bit overbooked and a little bit underthought. Oh, boy. Where We're you could there. just see with the New Japan guys, like, they, they, they're not moving too fast. They're not moving too slow. They just have this innate pacing to what they're doing that they things breathe right and uh, you don't know it until you see it and then when you see it you're like god damn that's how it should be done and and it's not like i think adam page and adam cole are stupid it's just i'm wondering how they pick up that trait because you watch a lot of these guys and they're just their timing is just off throughout a match Mm -hmm. especially when you when you see them against people that are quote-unquote higher caliber you see, right. you see these errors. You see things that are wrong and stuff like that. Um, an example is the Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus Desperado and uh, Katamara match. It's like 
Desperado and Catamaran. I mean, Keith Lee did a great job. Swerve Strickland looked like he was rushing through everything. And then you got Desperado grabbing fucking uh, stretch mufflers in the middle of a match. Like, I don't know where, just like to slow everything down. Putting a guy in a fucking chin lock to slow everything down. Catamaran taking his time kicking knees to slow the fucking pace down. I don't know. I just, just, man, that fucking dojo, man. They pump out fucking great wrestlers. I guess that's it. Maybe we need a dojo in this fucking company. We need somebody to teach these guys how to fucking do it. Not friggin' queuing on Team Marshall Alex Jones, who's doing 450s at 50 years old or whatever the hell age he is. I don't know. It's interesting. Final thoughts, Chris? Well, I, yeah, I was just going to add this to it. Back to Adam Cole. So, you know, I was saying, like, him on his own, who who does this guy, now that you watch this, you see them in there with Okada and 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 Switchblade and even even uh, Adam Page. Because Adam Page, one of the things about him is is that he was there from the beginning, but he's a young guy. He's, he is still he's, young. He's, he's a big dude. He, he looks like he belongs in there. Um, what I mean, if you put him somewhere in the – you put Adam Cole somewhere else on the card, who does this guy legitimately look like he has a chance against? Miro? He, he's always fighting for the title. He's going to fight John Moxley. He just the only John way he Mo- can do it is to totally weasel with help. Well, that's outside. what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, so then that gets old. He's going to beat like you look at a guy that's the same size. He's going to beat. He's going to. Uh, he's going to fight Danielson. Right. He's going to fight fucking Pack. I almost fucked it up. Yeah. Pack. He's going to Malachi Black. Put him in there with Brody King. Like, like just Malabi. <laughs> Malabi. Malabi Pack. Black. Pack. Who? What is like? It's like where does this guy fit in other than being a mouthpiece, or other than just going through? Like, all right, go to the ultimate. We'll go to the two ultimate factions in wrestling history. We'll just we'll just default them as the Four Horsemen and NWO. Four Horsemen and NWO, right? Any guy in those factions on their own didn't need the other guys. They just did it as a heel thing to do, right? I mean, Christ, the NWO's leader was fucking quite possibly the most popular wrestler of all time that did no wrestling, right? It was fucking Hogan, okay? And then the other two members in the beginning were uh, – the other two members were Hall and Nash, right? It was Razor Ramon. It was Diesel. Ted DiBiase was there, right? Look at these guys that were in there. All of them at one point or another in their career carried the shit on their own. Look at the four horsemen, right? Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, all these guys, Ric Flair, and whether it be Barry Windham or whether it be fucking even when it was Luger, whoever was that fourth guy, it doesn't matter. They were all capable of doing things like two guys were capable of doing it as a tag team. The 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 main dude fought for the title, but he looked legitimate enough to win it. He didn't win it legitimately because he's a heel, and that's what heels fucking do, right? They grab the tights when they go to pin you, unless they're a monster. That's what heels do. These guys, you look at these guys, and it's just like, like Adam Cole, it's just like, what's the difference? Like, what's the difference between you and every other fucking dude that gets squashed? What's the difference between him and the captain guy? They don't do anything different. Like, you were the one that said this to me. You were like, when you, right when I was getting into New Japan, you are like, the story is told in the ring. And that you said, that's what I like about New Japan. And uh, a card like this, someone like Adam Cole sticks out like a sore thumb. Because they have none of, they practice none of that. And you can just see it pretty quickly in there. Yeah, the wrestling is secondary. 
the stories told outside of the ring. He's going to have to. I, I just don't. And, and look, look, he was better. He was really good in NXT. Number one, he got the mic time. He got the storytelling time. But number two, he didn't look like fucking some limp ass dude fucking showing up at a wrestling show and taking his shirt off. You know what I mean? He had to look good. You got to fucking look good. You got fucking millions of dollars worth of equipment to use every day. You're going to have to explain why you're not using it. I don't know, man. And the Master Chief thing. That's that's still... The Master Chief thing. I was making a point that when you look at the two... like If you look at the NWO or the Four Horsemen, every member of those could hold their own in a fight. They all looked like they could. Right? Even... Yo... Even Buff Bagwell, mm-hmm. get that deep. That dude was legit on. He was an up and comer before he went heel. Right. Right. I don't know. It's just. Well, he's hurt, sad. so hopefully it gets better. <laughs> That's what I got. All right. Um, singles match for the interim AEW World Championship. John Moxley defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi eighteen twenty via pinfall. Brandon thoughts. Yeah, positives. Talk about pacing. You know, they start off el- elbow, collar, tie up. Bring it back. Slow it down. This is the fucking main event. These are two professionals. Tanahashi can work with anybody. I'm again just blinking my eyes an extra time, being like, I can't believe that I'm fucking watching this. It reminded me a lot of the mid card Wrestle Kingdom U.S. wrestler versus great New Japan wrestler matches that we get. Not mind-blowing as a main event of a pay-per-view uh tons of fun moxley bleeding all over the place tanahashi almost got finished a couple times i think aubrey edwards held off on one she didn't want to fuck up the main event because he, he was a little late on uh one of those three counts enjoyed it you know happy to see it i, I wouldn't say that this like blew me out of the water though as, as a main event but Fucking awesome. But yeah, I rewind three months and we're saying there's no way we see Tanahashi in AEW anytime soon. Right. We're already there. So tons of fun. Don't want to say a bad word about it. Um, I think that there will be more to come. Not like a mind-blowing main event of a pay-per-view. Chris, does. Yeah, I would agree with you on the fact that maybe it wasn't mind-blowing. I did enjoy it. I mean, it was definitely a good match. I was very happy with it. It wasn't a barn burner, but, you know, it told a good story. Um I think that the story would have been told a little bit better had CM Punk not been injured. I think CM Punk is a better storyteller through actions in the ring than Mox. Mox is, you know, he's a wild man. He's a, let's he's a, let's take that aspect of it. And just take that out of it because I think okay. this whole this whole pay per view was built around Tanahashi versus CM Punk. Yes, and I think these guys did a great job considering that John Moxley is not a step down from CM Punk. John Moxley is Almost as big a star as CM Punk is in in AEW, but that is not the match we wanted. When this show was set up, the match we wanted was CM Punk versus Tanahashi. I think these guys did a great job considering. Considering everything that went on with this pay-per-view, injuries, all this other stupid shit that was going on, I think it's they all did a great job. You know what I mean? Good. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. I think the only, only it wasn't it wasn't a comparison as far as um you know, I just I guess I was just saying that, like, you know, Mox, what you get out of the Mox match, which is just brutality, which is great. And what you get out of CM Punk match, which is like, you know, uh, drama, more drama, more nuance. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, we didn't get it and, uh, we were excited for it and it kind of took the air out of, I don't think whatever they would have done at this point would have made up for the fact that the air got taken out of Tanahashi versus CM Punk and you're hundred percent correct, but this was excellent. The pay-per-view, like you said, tons of injuries, guys not being able to show guys not being able to work. They did a fucking great job of what they, what they had. Um, and what they had was pretty fucking good. I mean, and here was the thing, like we talked about this before Clark Connors had to go into the, uh, Whatever the Atlantic Championship. Well, did you really think Tomohiro Ishii was winning that belt anyway? No. So just do your job. You'll be fine. You know, you're not. He would. He would have been part of the match in the same capacity, just in a different way, right? It's he would have no sold some shit and then rolled outside. Yeah, the that's ring. interesting. You bring that up because I, I I meant to mention that um during when we were talking about it. So I'm gonna go back a little bit. Um, that match. Um, so Malachi Black and and pack get into their whole thing and they roll outside the ring. And it was amazing. Sorry about that guys. Uh, it was amazing to see. So you got Clark Connors versus Miro, the way they just adjusted the story where, you know, if it was Miro versus Ishii, the two of them would start slapping into each other, like two fucking meatheads beating the shit out of each other. And instead they just switched the story a little bit. And it was Clark Connors going against this giant Miro, but you could tell it was the exact same match. They just tweak that little bit. You know what I mean? Like, just to make it like, well, we got an underdog now. We don't have Ishii anymore, so we're just going to work that into it. Very interesting. I meant to bring that up, but go ahead. Continue about the uh, main event. No, I think I, I think I said everything I had to say. I mean, it was, it was I, you know, personally, like I said, I, you know, I knew, I knew it wasn't going to happen. Uh, I, I thought it would have been fun to see Tana win, then go prance around Japan with the AEW title. That would have been cool because it would have built up E for Wrestle Kingdom. But, you know, it's a long time away, so, and it's not going to be, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to go off down this road too far, but, you know, uh, the only downside to it happening, anything else happening at Wrestle Kingdom, if it does, is that Wrestle Kingdom's 12 days and overspent over six months, so, <laughs> you know, it kind of loses its luster. Any, uh, before I move on to the after the post-match, Brandon, any final thoughts on this? No, yeah, I think you guys nailed it. Paper so, was a uh, a mess coming into it and well executed. So uh, post match we uh, Tanahashi loses, <laughs> and then everybody runs in the ring. They start beating each other up. They start beating up Tanahashi. Tanahashi lays like a log <laughs> at the edge of the fucking ring. Well, AW decides oh, we've got Tanahashi and Moxley in a epic match. Let's push forward this story for Wednesday night's show. This was so fucking stupid. Brandon thoughts. Yeah, at this point, like, I I don't know that I, I really even thought about it at that time because I was like, damn, like, that was crazy that I got to see all that shit. And I'm just so used to AEW being AEW that I'm just like, yeah, here's some bullshit. I probably you know, got up, refilled my drink. Now that you mention it, it's just a classic, like, it's just cheap is all that it is just to, you know, Daniel Garcia did not need to be in the ring with Tanahashi for for, for uh, any point of a pay-per-view dude he's he's laying Tanahashi was laying face down on the edge of the, the, the ring apron and no one is paying attention to him just stuff going on and he's just like a corpse on the edge of the fucking ring one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time and that's what you're like you know what 
Let's do a Wednesday night angle in the background. It was so WCW in the bad way. We've talked about WCW in a good way. This was WCW in a bad way. I fucking hated it. I hated the ending of the show. I legit hated it. It was such a great show, and then that. And I'm just like, come on, man. Couldn't you just stretch it over to fucking being the elite or something I don't watch? Not the thing I actually paid 50 bucks for. Why you do that, man? Chris, thoughts? Cut it. Cut the pay-per-view. That happens afterwards. Show it on YouTube. Easy. What the fuck? Like, why? And you, 100%. I've said this before. When we were kids, we used to watch UWF. Right? And what they would do is they would do their te- – you knew they did their television tapings. They did it over probably over three hours. And then they would have like a run-in at the end of the show. Now, at home, you thought, oh, my God, this happened. I'm going to wait a whole other week to see what happens. And here, you know, obviously, they're just, they just keep recording. But it was a cliffhanger, right? Oh, my God. Jim Ross was like, oh, my God, what happened here? We'll this see you next week. Out. We'll see you next week. And it made you want to watch next week's show. If you rented that pay-per-view, you're watching fucking Dynamite. Right. You didn't need to, you don't have to sell Dynamite. Why are we using pay-per-views to sell TV shows? Did, did and it just it it just ended. People, people watching ended. it on New Japan World in Japan. Yeah. Are getting a commented version on New Japan World at a later date. They unless they do it on Fight TV, I don't think it's in Japanese. I don't know. <laughs> didn't oh, no. wait wasn't weren't they wasn't milano at calling the match yeah but it wasn't he wasn't in the house he was no he was no, not, no 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 so it was on new japan world but only in japan the pay-per-view right and they do dynamite on new japan world but it's a couple weeks behind ah uh, okay they're not they're, they're not lined to, they don't have shingo takage sitting there and going you know live live commentary uh, they, right. they do it commentary. yeah they watch it so okay. yeah I hated the ending of this. I really did. So did I. I hated it. So I will much. tell you one thing. So, okay. This is what didn't make sense. And then something was kind of odd, and then it made perfect sense after I did some research. So, Jericho's boys run down. They start beating up Mox. The Blackpool Combat Club runs down to defend them, along with Santana and Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. Okay. First of all, why does Cesaro come down later? He's a member of the Blackpool Comic Club. Why isn't he down with the rest of them? Oh, you guys go. I'm going to go down in a second. Well, and then that was the thing. So he came down later, and then Eddie Kingston was screaming at him. I'm like, what the hell's going on with Eddie Kingston now? Chikara. I did some research. Apparently, it's from Chikara they hate one another. They hate each other for years. This ongoing Eddie Kingston can't get along with anybody shit. Which I love. It's so... It's so great because it's like you remember when, you know, uh, Danielson was giving him shit and CM Punk was giving him shit. And all these guys, Samoa Joe apparently used to give him shit. So there's going to be a problem with them at some point. Like and it's like, oh, wait, this guy that everybody loves is a fucking asshole that can't get along with anyone. Well, there's also there's also the theory that it's Daniel Bryant is such a fucking dick. That he only recruited Cesaro to piss off Eddie Kingston. <laughs> so there's that angle. <laughs> so it's Not like Cesaro. You know, Storyline. Oh, sorry, Claudio. So there's also that. Calzone. Yeah. <laughs> Cesaro. 
Cesaro, Batman, Calzone, uh, Caxton, Neoli. So there's also that. So you have built-in stories for these guys, which is kind of fun. But yeah, we were watching it live, and it was like, Jesus fucking Christ, why is he screaming at him? And then I found out it was, yeah, Shakara shit. I don't know. Yeah. Great pay-per-view. Bad ending. But even great pay-per-view. Even if, even if you didn't know, even if you couldn't find out that it was Shakara shit, it was par for the course. Right? Eddie Kingston, your boys come down to some, somebody comes down to save everybody's ass with you. And you, then after it's all done, you got a problem with, with yeah. him. I don't like you either. I don't like you even though you punched that guy for me. I wanted to punch him. You let me punch him. Love it. So. Brandon, final thoughts on It also plays very well at a surface oh, level. With oh, Jesus. What's going on with your mic? I don't know. Do uh, I not sound you're good. Good. You're, you're good. good. You're good. You're good now. A little crackly. Good. It also. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had to say. It plays very well um, at a surface level with like the Yankees shit too. He always says all this New York Yankees. He's wearing Joe DiMaggio shit, and it's like the, that's very 2022 Yankees guy yeah. of just being like, no, we're I don't uh, listen, buddy. You don't know anything about New York. I'm better than you guys. Meanwhile, nobody cares. They're always lo- like fucking losing. <laughs> 2022, so it's like. Yeah, stuck on you, you just make fun of him and just be like, Yeah, you're only stuck on twenty three championships. <laughs> oh, hey, man. most of them happened the first half of the World War Two barely happened oh, when they yeah. got twenty of them. All right, um so let's real quick we'll talk about uh coming up for next week. Now this is always fun when I forget to open it. <laughs> then I have to find it. Here we go. All Elite News now. Let's go with Sport now. Here we go. No, that's wrong. All right, uh, how about this? We'll just, <laughs> we'll just go. So we got the <laughs> Dynamite Card tomorrow. There we go. Boom. Got it. Blood and Guts, the show. We have Giant John Cena ad. Okay, so we get the Blood and Guts match, which is Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Blackpool Combat Club. And we also hear from Christian Cage. Now, let's talk about this. So, Christian Cage comes out last week, and he does a promo that I am still going to stand by this and say it is one of the best promos I've ever heard in my fucking entire life. Way better than anything MJF did. So, he he comes out and he says, basically, um, uh, I was teaching you a lesson. I think he said that. Um... Uh, you know, you wanted me to be your father, but you had a father, and he's dead. He said some fucking wild-ass shit. But, most importantly, he kept it within the storyline, and you had fucking uh, uh, Jurassic, uh, what's his name? Di- dinosaur wrestler guy comes out, That's and they name. hug, and they're all friends, and they kept it within storyline. And I really, really enjoyed this. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I hate to even compare it to MJF because a lot of my MJF shit is just like, well, what is he really doing that that's that great? But I mean, so much fun. It's like this is you're starting to see time plus depth of roster add up here, and people that you you sort of forgot about, like Christian's able to just uh, create a separate storyline right before pay per view, unrelated to the pay per view. That is that is fantastic, and just Christian wins like. 
on his own. When's the last time you saw him unleashed like that? Even uh, I wasn't watching a lot of late career WWE Christian, so maybe I'm wrong. But the Christian I remember wasn't that good. So I was happy to see him like finally after all these years of uh, practice and thinking about it he had his podcast. Fucking let off something enormous here. For fast. Very funny. Yeah. I'm assuming he he uh, cleared that shit with Jungle Boy because oh absolutely because <laughs> he did some him, notes there. Did we talked about last week where he was cursing his mom. He was dancing on his head for a little while. <laughs> I did not see that video. So like he's cursed uh, two weeks ago. He was cursing at his mother. His mother, uh, Jungle Boy's mother, was in the stand. He was saying. He's a piece of garbage. He's a piece of garbage. You're a piece of garbage for raising that piece of garbage. You're all pieces of garbage. The reason why I, 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 the reason why I like this Christian Cage promo is because it's a pro wrestling promo, but it doesn't sound like one. Like he's got the cadence of a pro wrestling promo, but at the same time, it's very realistic. Like he's speaking to people like it's realistic. I fucking love it. Chris thoughts. I believe he said to his mother, you raised a piece of shit. I don't think That's he right. said he raised That's a piece right. of garbage. You raised, you raised a piece of shit. Um, and even the mother, got to give her credit, she looked like she was really mad. Yeah. Like she was really upset with him. I mean, it was like, it was, now this was, this is a pro being a pro. Uh, There's really not much more to say about it. You guys covered it. Very excited for it. I'm, not, I'm more excited for more Christian Cage than I am for uh, Blood and Guts. Are you guys stoked for Blood and Guts, Brandon? Are we going to cover it? Are we going to go over what's happening? Or Because I don't really fucking know. Jericho Appreciation Society versus Blackpool Combat Club. I mean, um, that's it, right? They're real mad at each other. Um, uh, Jericho is going to throw Cesaro into a bunch of cardboard boxes. <laughs> into a bunch of cardboard boxes and then a wrestler from WWE is going to be like whoa I could see those cardboard boxes and then Jericho is going to be like well you'll never work here that's how this is going to go now so we're getting hold on who's in the ring so it's I don't even know who's in fucking Jericho accomplishment club it's Jericho Sammy Guevara the blockhead Angelo the two dudes and Garcia and and, and uh, Garcia so versus Mox uh, Dan- Mox. Not, oh, not Danielson. Cesaro. Cesaro, Wheeler Utes, and then, yeah, uh, and then Proud and Powerful. And Eddie Kingston. And Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. Are we out? Okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, Eddie and said. Jake Hager. Jake, oh, Big Hags. I was trying to figure it out because one side had more people. Okay. It's War Games, just called something different. Yes. And the bad guys won, so therefore a bad guy will come in first. So it's, it'll be Jake Hager. Right, I guess I don't. It goes in first. I don't, I don't fucking know how this works. So, so, I hate so, this shit. I think it's so. It's going to be crazy. Gimmick eyes matches. They're, they're, they're <laughs> gimmick matches that are just like there's too much of them. Um, I can't stand them. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, 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 baby face and the heel will go in, and then a timer will go off, and then a heel will come in. So it'll be two on one for a while. Two on one for two minutes, and then a baby face until you. Get, and the match doesn't start until you get everybody in there. Okay, so I know what it's going to be. So it's going to be two bad guys versus uh, Eddie Kingston for a while. Probably. Right. He's probably going to be like, they're probably going to go to send somebody in the ring. No, I'm on first. I don't need your help. And he's going to be the one that loses. I hope that's the only way that this works for me. Is if that no matter what happens, Eddie Kingston takes the pin, and they all blame him. I do, we do love Eddie Kingston, listeners. We do love him. Oh, listen, 
uh, yeah, but I mean, this is the way it works, right? This, this isn't like, I want to see him lose. I want to see the Eddie Kingston story of of shitty behavior and toxicity and just being a dick and just like, you know, not being able to control his emotions. I want this to just keep getting told and told and told because this is probably right now subtly one of the best stories being told in wrestling right now is fucking Eddie Kingston's behavior because it's super realistic. Absolutely. He tried to burn fucking Jericho alive with a fucking gasoline. Oh, One of the greatest uh, well, What appears like gasoline. No, that was it appeared, gasoline, it, it just appeared like, well, according to Jim Ross, that was his, I think that was his, like, what you got in there? try this at home. What you got in there? Hey, 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 Eddie Kingston, what you got in there? Bill Washington wouldn't let your hair. Now? I don't know, because I couldn't. You've I'm added sure it I was stuck. <laughs> Well, he's got Bell's palsy and a fucking. Stutter. I mean, I mean, Eddie, Eddie, what you got in there? You got? Oh, it looks like it's nut cutting time over here. <laughs> Brandon, final thoughts on this? See, when I worked for Bill Watts, he oh would my just God. tell me like, Brandon, final thoughts on this? Did you see? Yeah, I did like that they had to wheel Jr. out for one match. It's like for some unknown reason You're like how about will osprey could you handle that one during the pay-per-view thank god they you certainly can chris please it do. disgusted me because i'm not sure if i'm right i may be wrong but when he came walking out i could have sworn he was wearing fucking sweatpants and if he was wearing fucking sweatpants maybe he's working out fuck <laughs> fuck you Pants, like an adult. Pants. He was hitting the tread. You wear fucking pants. He was treading up, man. I've been there. Elliptical. And a zipper. JR's joggers. He's going to start selling them. JR's joggers are smelling barbecue sauce. (laughs) They got a pack of barbecue and every. They got a little extra pocket for your barbecue. He did put over. A little zipper on the side. All right, I've had enough of this. All right, so uh, next week we got uh, AW Dynamite. We also have a Stardom show, which is going to go up, go up soon. The pay per view uh, we have to wait for. Lots of cage matches. One of the cage matches is fucking insane, apparently. But the following show, which was at Corrigan Hall, which told more story, is already up. So if you want to cheat and watch. Also, if you guys are interested in listeners, if you're interested in Stardom and you don't feel like paying the ten bucks to. Uh, uh, you can just um, subscribe to their YouTube channel. They do a We Are Stardom show. It's a couple of weeks behind, but they always have everything. But there we go. And let's get out of here. Any final thoughts? Brandon, final thoughts? Yes, I do have one thing. Go for I it. sat there Saturday night and tapped the add ticket button 4,000 times for Ric Flair's last match to make sure if I could buy 4,000 tickets. And then I went through the checkout process to confirm that I could. I hope that that is the emptiest fucking place in the world. Oh Corny as Conrad tries to act like he's like a, above it all, doing his historic wrestling podcast with everybody under the sun. Now all of a sudden he's promoting the biggest piece of shit's last match. Doubled down, quadrupled down, moved it to a 10,000 seat venue. All of the seats are available minus the, the 1,500 he originally sold. Fingers crossed that this thing nukes Conrad goes bankrupt. I hope so. Wait, why do we want the man to go broke? Why not? Because it's loser. <laughs> because it's loser shit to be it like. He acts like he's like a. 
he's a very like non-opinion guy. He just lets other people say what's happening. He's just here to help them tell their stories until he finally gets the chance to be a promoter. And he immediately takes it up for one of the sloppiest events of all time. I'm sure we can tell whatever we the hell need. Ric Flair's last matches. Then he's jumping all over it. And then he so he sells out his thousand tickets or whatever that he couldn't just take his money. And then he goes, wait, we need to move this from a thousand seat venue to a ten thousand seat venue. I hope, he, I, I, I hope he gets greedy and just nukes it. Do you think that he's the one being greedy or you think Ric Flair fucking smoothed his way into getting that? We can make more money. Ric Flair's the longtime fucking sleazeball. I mean, Conrad's a fucking real estate agent, so. <laughs> So hold on though. Mortgage, like, no, he's like a mortgager. This, Go ahead, Chris. So so he's a mortgage guy. The guy is a. I get. Oh, look, nobody knows his backstory. I don't know his fucking backstory. But he's a mortgage guy. Who knows where he comes from? He's come from money. Who knows? But he is very successful. A lot of it on his own hard work, from what I can gather. So I could probably see. But he's also a bit of a sycophant. So I could probably see Ric Flair on, pushing Conrad. him into, I can sell 10,000 tickets. Come on, Conrad. Just, just give me like another 100,000 hours, Conrad. 100,000 yeah. hours. And it's and this is the worst part about it, though. This is You want to get into fucking sleazeballism? If that's the case, the dude's his fucking son-in-law. Who? Conrad is Ric Flair's son-in-law. Wait, what? Rick, mar- Conrad he- Thompson is married to Ric Flair's other daughter. What? Yes, he's been married to her for like two years now. The dead one? No, that's his son. Which? What's the name of that one? I don't know. Flair, Flair. Reed, Reed, Flair, Flair, Reed, Reed Flair. I don't know. Yeah, I remember when yeah. he died. So it's like you know, he's like, oh, I can get, I can get my thrill. I can get my. Like he's like he saw the the, the daughter. Marry the guy who has a lot of money. The obese guy. The ob- the obese and not trying to lose weight. He's a fucking fuck okay. You. okay. He's a big man. He is fucking insanely big. Rick's like you better marry him. He's got a big bankroll, and I can get. We gonna take it all. He can rejuvenate my career. He's eighty years old. He. He's, I watched some of the press conference for that. Okay. I sent you Brandon, a Brandon, any final thoughts on my points real quick before we get to the press conference? I, I, my only final thought is like, because Chris asked the question, if you buy tickets to see something and you go, oh, cool, there's only 1,500 seats here, I would be interested in seeing X event at 1,500 seats. There's not a bad seat in there. And then the asshole that's running the event or the, the – band or performer themselves goes actually now nah, now your seat is in the lower bowl of a 10,000 seat arena you immediately just go oh fuck you i wouldn't have bought that ticket in the first yeah, place right. too late you already gave them their money right it's just scum shit scumbag shit it's carny shit because a, fr- a front weird. row seat is now eh, you're probably blocked because you're in that weird lower section of the bowl where you or, can't quite see over or people. to brandon's point you bought you bought these tickets, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, we're gonna expand it and go to a bigger stadium! Yay for everybody!" Guess what? The tickets you paid for are now behind tickets that are now twice as much that you paid yeah, for. Yeah, right. Now you're not ring ringside. Oops, also, got ya. Yeah. Fucking scumbag shit. Well, this is gonna. I think that this is gonna be a complete and total fucking disaster. I hope. Um, I, I, I mean, I, honestly, I do too. I, you know, I, I was just curious, like, the as only to what, way you, what your thought process that, was. The only way that this match will be a success 
if I see the Grim Reaper as his opponent and he <laughs> kills him. I'm not talking about evil with his Sith. I'm talking about the legit Grim Reaper. He comes in the ring and Ric Flair's going, oh, no. So I'm going, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. He flips over. He does the flop over. He does. He walks. He falls. And then the, and then the Grim Reaper just touches him and he's dead. He turns to dust. Or he turns to do a squat pancake and dies. <laughs> then everybody in the crowd will be like, he was such a great man. He was a great man, and we all know he was. Fucking, no. That would make him the greatest pro wrestler of all time, though, if, if that happened, if he just let did, somebody kill him. I finally <laughs> did another 60 minutes. Another 60 minutes. <laughs> and then the other part about it is, is what's the rest? What else are you getting? They haven't announced a card. Andrade versus... <laughs> That's what you're getting. Who the That's fuck the co-main event. Let's Andrade versus Jay Lethal. Yo, who the fuck wants to see Jay Lethal do anything? I mean, really? Who gives a fuck about that dude? Lethal injection. And the other thing, like what you say, like with Conrad, is that Conrad is also a um, he's a big Meltzer fan. He's a money mark, dude. And it's just like, dude, what? He's the, the classic f- money mark. It's, yeah. He's like the wrestling politics guy. Also, a you. dude that should never be doing a video-based podcast. Sorry. He's a good-looking dude. Brandon, what do you mean? Good. He's like a, he's like politicked his way up the food chain of pro wrestling to now he's in this spot where he's like somehow promoting Ric Flair's last match and married to his daughter. And like, why is it this guy? What is he good at? He just smoozes his way money. through the crowd. He's good at making money, that's for sure. And he's oh, caught, I he's think loved. this is going to be the, the big grand finale, and the fireworks going to go. So if oh I'm, God. I could be I 100%. Hope it's Ric Flair versus Conrad, and Conrad's like, "You son of a bitch, you ripped me off for all this money," and he just fucking haystacks Calhouns him and just keeps splashing. Him and shit. <laughs> he's he's just going to be sweating through his men's warehouse suit, looking at all those empty seats on his iPhone calculator, just being like, "Oh no, we're down eighteen hundred. Terrible mistake. Um, terrible mistake." Okay. I'm just curious if I'm not mistaken, he met, he started doing the podcasts. Because he paid Bruce Pritchard to come to his house and watch WrestleMania with him and his friends. Oh, my God. Is that, what, is that for real? I think so. I hate his guts. Are you checking your phone to see if it's I am. <laughs> I'm checking it. He's told the story, so it would be there. I'll pay him. How much did he pay him? Pritchard. Does Pritchard still have a podcast, even though he works for fucking WWE? There's like no other fucking war, uh, industry in the world where for like a thousand dollars you can just pay fucking Albert Pujols to go watch the series with you, and then you're like now you're doing a podcast with him. You're like you're like Albert Pujols, come watch the uh, what the fuck the, the one world, world series, series. <laughs> the one world series, right? Oh my god, could you imagine? The, the distance between the bottom and the top is like a. Very finite. I, I can think of a couple of people that would do that. Be like, hey, uh, Mike Richards of the Philadelphia Flyers. I know you've been <laughs> down on your luck with the, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. and all. Uh, come on over. I just want to watch the shift with you. I'll give you a thousand dollars. Hey, Jeff Carter, we rented a beach house. We're just going to do a, a quick a little pod. Do you mind? <laughs> oh, my God. Chris, you were going to say something before. Uh, oh, the, the, the press conference. Let's get through the press conference. Good. 
I know. I, I I really don't have much to say. He's just kind of fucking embarrassing. You know, I mean, he's it, the it, go back to what you said. Yeah, the they had a press conference, a live streamed press conference about the match, gave you no information on the fucking match. And he also the funny thing is, is he's also conning Jarrett out of his money, too. No way. The Jarrett will never be conned out of his money. Someone's fucking paying Jack- for this. Somebody's paying for it because Jared ain't paying for shit. Yeah. Who? I wonder who they got to pay for it. Uh, I, I, Conrad. Conrad Thompson. I, I they probably both Connie. Conrad. It's probably the two of them are probably like fucking. They saw that fat fucking whale and were just like, yeah, because all these guys are making so much money off these fucking podcasts, and they were just like, all right, all right, milk them. He's like, yeah, I could take a second mortgage out on this house. I'll just process it through my own business. Sure, no problem. There you go. It'll all it's come like, back to me. It's like fucking. It's like fucking. Uh, it's like when fucking um, the the Scatino yes. bust out on uh, Sopranos when they were just buying shit at the sporting goods store. Oh, dude, I just watched that. I just watched that series. I just watched that season, season two. Yeah. Terminator gets his uh, T927, gets his fucking Liquid sporting goods store. Liquid metal, metal gets liquidated. Liquidated. When he's As sleeping in the him. fucking tent. <laughs> in, in the, the fucking house. Store. This, yeah. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Dude, I fucking love that show. Yeah. Yeah, somebody somebody made a comment that it wasn't good. I was like, well, you're an idiot. Yeah. So That, that show's yeah. fucking amazing. Then Brandon, it wasn't good? It wasn't good. Brandon, thoughts on the, the uh, Sopranos? Yeah, one of the best shows ever. It's uh, I tried to watch like I tried to rewatch The Wire. It, it feels a little dated. Oz feels a little dated. Put Sopranos, Sopranos on just is, right through it. Yes, it's. I, I think it was filmed in HD. I think it helps. It Where does. It, it I'm also hasn't aged visually. It hasn't aged. Yeah, because those early seasons of The Wire are rough. They're rough. They're, they're scraggly. Yeah, Brandon. I was just going to say, I'm just fantasizing uh, Ric Flair's last match. Ex-wrestler comes out and just hits him with one of those uh, Elon Musk flamethrowers and just incinerates him for like 15 straight seconds. He's just spinning around in a circle. Vince will take me back. He, 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 he me set back. him a place. Every time he slaps his bicep, it goes it burns hotter. <laughs> <laughs> Burns like a zombie in mind. Until it's just like a truly crisp black shrunken corpse just laying there. <laughs> like, all right, everybody. It's a fire and department. He goes down, he's, like, he's like, he lays there and just goes, his mouth just goes, his jaw goes, <laughs> and you hear a <laughs> quiet ear. Woo. <laughs> I was hoping he would go, I hear all. What? shoot. Did I fail at that? Oh, well. Uh, no, it was good. All, all right, right. Hey, final thoughts. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Two I'll hours. I hate all these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a shame too because I listen to Eric Bischoff's podcast. And, I don't. You I know, do love that shit, right? I just like the nuts and bolts of television. Right. Don't you think it's, he's getting that's a little dated I, though? It's a long time ago. What's that? What do you mean? His knowledge of television was from a long time ago. Nobody really still produces TV. He anymore. still produces TV now. What's he doing now? He works with uh, Jason Herbie, the kid from the Wonder Years. They, they're television producers. 
What do they I don't do? know if he's done anything that recent, but uh, he's still. I mean, I I don't know Game that he's Thrones. done anything too recent. I think he was, I think they produced Game of Thrones, <laughs> which They're is the House of Targaryen show. show. Yeah, no, Jay, actually, Jason Hervey is starring as the dragon. <laughs> The older brother from the Wonder Years is head on the dragon's body. That's insane. So we watched Clash of the Champions in what 1988, and Jason Hervey was one of the judges for mm-hmm. Ric Flair versus Sting. Sting. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they were in cahoots since then? Yeah. So um, they mentioned. It? I don't. I don't know how he met Jason Hervey. It's His got to be around that uh, time. Yeah, his yeah no Bischoff was a uh, an announcer I think during that because that could have been during Bill Watts. It was Bill Watts. Yeah, so Ric Flair, uh, so was he was the C Squad announcer, uh, Bischoff, and but him and Jason Hervey go back like that long. That's I don't know crazy. how he knows Jason Hervey. What if it all ties but, together and, he, and they're still doing fucking weird shit together? They're I mean they're still uh, they're I don't fucking. know if they're still producing te- television, but I mean. I just, but I like the nuts and bolts of so yeah, because you have like you have WWE, which is uh, Vince stakes. I mean now it's now it's different, but it's Vince, right? Yeah. Back then it was Vince, and then you have WCW, which was Turner, and you had there were like you know it's just a totally different, and he's completely open about everything because it's all matter of public record. Right. So it's like, you know, who the guys were and what positions, what they were making, how much was this? This is what we did. And it's just I don't know. I find that um, that nuts and bolts kind of stuff. Very interesting. I always have whether it be new stuff or old stuff. It doesn't matter. I just find it very interesting. There you go. So that's why we're that's why we're thinking that uh, Ric Flair's last match will be against Eric Bischoff on an animatronic (laughs) dragon from just comes down. No, Jason Jason Hurd. Jason Hurd. Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones Part the Two. Brother. Yeah, the older brother. Game of Wonder Years, and he comes down. Like, He's gonna be He's waiting like, for his opponent, and just he comes that fucking dragon flies through and fucking Winnie shows up. Degrees. She's got friggin' she's casting magic. So who? Winnie. Wendy, his wife. Winnie. Oh. Um. Did you yeah, ever so watch you, the Wonder Years? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen episodes here. And okay, there. Winnie was a big part of it. Yeah, she was the 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 the, the love interest. interest. Cutie. She looked like an owl. Yeah, she was she a good little owl. bit like an owl. She's a very she attractive. Good owl. Owl. She looked like an owl. She looked like an owl. I was a fan. I was a big fan too. That was naked night like, for me. I went. Oh yeah, right, huh? And you were like every night. You were like you went to bed and you heard. What can we do? Let's hang out at home. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy's coming. Can you stand up and walk out on me? There you go. Joe Cocker. True story. Got, co- got cock in his name. Brandon had cock in hand. <laughs> Winnie. Winnie and cock in hand. That's our <laughs> All right. We've, I, I, All right. I've had enough. Two, two hour, one <laughs> I've had enough of both of you. We've off the rails. All right. That's it. <laughs> we totally lost it. All right. Thanks for joining us this week. Enjoy us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. For Brandon and Chris, I am Jim, and we will be back here next week.